hello. Hello. I'm Jessica Benoist Young. And I'm Melanie Reeve. And this is Best Line. Worst Line. Where we are currently looking for the best and worst lines from Mel Brooks movies. Whether penned by him or not, but I guess we only True. have one that... One and a half, because I am not crediting him. I mean, I'm I'm not blaming him fully for Men and Tights. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a, so that's a half mel. <laughs> well, then, so then they equal out, because I would say to be or not to be is half, as a half as Probably. well. Okay, okay. So we have one that was... Okay. Yeah, okay. We have two halves <laughs> that were not had by Mel Brooks. <laughs> anyway, today we are talking about Young Frankenstein, and we have an incredible guest with us. As soon as Je- we chose to do this movie, Jessica was like, do you know anybody who would want to um, be a guest on this episode? And I was like, do I ever? So today we have Diana McCory with us. Diana is the creator and showrunner of Facebook watches Annie-nominated original series, Human, Kind Of. She sold pilots to Netflix, Freeform, and the Disney Channel. And before the strike, um, she was developing a series with Netflix, Tubi, or series, is plural, to Netflix, Tubi, Sony, Bloomhouse, Skybound, and Aggregate Films, as well as three features with actress Anna Ferris. Diana co-wrote Tammy's Tiny Tea Time, which premiered at the Indie Episodic Program at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival. Her scripted podcast work for the Truth Podcast has earned her a Sarah Lawrence International Audio Fiction Award and two Hearsay Audio Prizes and has been featured in the New York Times and on NPR's Snack Judgment. I love that podcast. Welcome, Diana. Hello. Thank you. I'm not used to hearing my bio out loud. It feels very pretentious. <laughs> um, no, I'm, no. I'm for it. Like, I... I in the last few years I've like been in some women's groups and it's been all about like we need to like brag about ourselves more so my friend one of my friends started doing this like brag book where she like writes down her like brags I love that I have a little folder on my desktop that's like that that it's just (laughs) called hard evidence and it's like nice emails people have written me where they give me like positive feedback on my work and then if I'm feeling really bad about myself, I'll go, go look at the screenshots. Like, I need oh, to do that really immediately. Screen. Okay. That's I'm doing that. This it actually that. is, <laughs> it really helps. And I'm a person who cannot be talked into liking anything I've ever done. So like just the, the actual screen grab at evidence is very, very impactful. Highly yeah. recommend. I, I have a brag file as well. And I, it's, oh, why am like, I not doing this? I don't know, but I, I am a firm believer that women need to shout their accomplishments. So let's like celebrate this bio, Diana, because it is okay. awesome. All right, thank and you. And it is like <laughs> proof positive that you were the perfect person for this episode because when I met Diana through a co-working space that we both go to, I and we just started talking about Hollywood and writing and movies. And as somebody who is on the outside and adjacent, but like loves talking about uh, the industry. It's so fun to get to talk about writing and movies. And I mean, that's why we have this podcast, literally. Um, so we started talking and Diana is a big fan of horror, which I am not, but <laughs> also comedy. So, um, and Diana, I know like you are very fond of the early, um, universal monster movies. Yes. I'm a huge universal monster fan. Um, particularly Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, which I rewatched recently and realized that the bride 
uh, speaking of women not shouting their accomplishments from the rooftops, she has about six minutes of screen oh. time in the movie Bride of Frankenstein. That's like the you memorable like thing, it's and everybody screen, can so- see it in their brain. Like you just get an instant but visual. The hair. She is an iconic character. Mm-hmm. She's an iconic actress, Elsa Lanchester. She also Elsa Lanchester plays Mary Shelley in Bride of Frankenstein okay. as well, which is sort of the framing device of the movie. Um, but you don't meet the bride of the creature so. that they create for the creature until five minutes before the credits roll. Uh, and she doesn't have any lines. Hmm. She screams. She, I think, knocks some shit over. She's got a great dress. <laughs> She's got amazing So she doesn't language. sit her at her vanity and flip her hair with a hairbrush <laughs> singing, Mine no, eyes I have seen so the much. glory <laughs> of the coming <laughs> No, that is all Madeline Kahn. That is an original uh, Speaking of and the- Bride of Frankenstein, I mean, that's what you get. That is exactly what Madeline Kahn's ending look is inspired by. Yeah. Yes. yes. She looks perfect. Um, God, I love Madeline oh, I, I love, honestly. This is our first Madeline aggressive- Kahn. We're, we're going to hit. Oh. It is not our first Madeline Kahn. It's our no, first no, Madeline it's our first Madeline Kahn in Mel Brooks. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is our second episode, Jessica. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean it's our first Madeline Kahn in Mel Brooks. Fair. Which is it? It, it is a synergistic relationship. Absolutely. They create something greater than themselves. Truly, together. I mean, it's, I yeah. I could have just like a Madeline Kahn appreciation episode. I think actually, I for our think crew, we were planning this on it. Might turn into a <laughs> Madeline this Kahn might be. I mean, yes. Yeah. I, for our clue, you know, I mean, the whole conceit of this podcast is best line, worst line. And I, for our clue episode, we always talk up, we're going to talk about some of the other lines that are not our best or our worst. Um, but for our clue episode, right. I, there's obviously the famous flames on the side of the face. Right? And like, that's like the famous line. But like, I had this whole, like, I mean, go back and listen to the episode, folks. Um, but I had this whole right. run of like Madeline Kahn appreciation. Yes. Like I had a segment that was my Madeline Kahn appreciation moment because she like every line read is dead on. And same thing, I actually forgot how little she's in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, it was like, she really right is. Yeah, she's really not. She's but not, she's so memorable. Exactly. And it's the same with Cloris Leachman. Like neither of them are really part of the action super consistently. But they're so, like, both of them have some of my contenders for the best line. And I think overall, and I was going to bring this up at one point anyway, that this movie feels like the line reads are so incredible that you're often trying to figure out whether it's a great line or or a good line with a phenomenal actor turning it into something iconic and unforgettable. So many of my notes for this movie were... um, that's a great line read. Like I wrote down the line yeah, and then right. said incredible line read. Um, I mean, anything yeah, that's kind of the says. problem with picking a best line. Cause like, if you just read the script, I don't know that he was my boyfriend would be like the best line <laughs> and in that a is movie like, ever. Oh God. But that's maybe so the good. best line in the movie. It's so it's like, good. Yeah. She's just Say it. insane. Hey, he my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> hey. Or the, crazy. Um, the, the, uh, I mean, rule of three is the, do you want some, uh, what is it, cognac first? Would the doctor care for a brandy before retiring? No, thank you. Some warm milk, perhaps? No, thank you very much. No thanks. Ovaltine. Nothing. 
Thank you. Brandy, milk, milk, lean, ovaltine, and like the wincing. Every time he says yeah. no, she like winces even more. She's so, yeah. <laughs> Gene Wilder, they both have such <sighs> impeccable, like down to the millisecond, their timing is like eerily perfect. I mean, that's yeah. it's, every every single no can do that. actor in this movie. It's just, I mean, the the guy who plays the student at the beginning too is just yeah. so right. Like he's so good. Didn't your grandfather? He's like such a little worm. Yeah. So yes. that when he says like he, a human body with that, with very few exceptions, is <laughs> yes. not a worm. And you're like, oh, this guy's a worm, right? Yeah. I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the worm or the yeah, spaghetti. Right. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, let's let's just dive in. I mean. Gene Wilder, okay. I think my, I mean, oh. obviously my, my first introduction to Gene Wilder was, um, I mean, Willy Wonka, as I think a lot of children's mm. was, which like, I mean, maybe this is why too. I don't like horror. Also, side note, I like was this year, years old, when I realized that there's a possibility to read that movie as the kids die. Um, yep. Like I've never, yeah. all the kids, except, except Charlie. Charlie. You mean? Yeah. Somebody was like, oh, the kids die in that movie. And I'm like, no, they don't. They get saved by the Oopaloopas. No. And mm, well, the only no. one that you see alive is Mike. Right. But he's so tiny. What? What? What are they going to do? What is his life? He's going to get mm-hmm. smashed in that purse. Yeah. Well, they said they were going to take. But the other shirt. ones, you never see them. Those kids so die. They absolutely in the, do. In the remake. Uh, they show them all leaving and they're all like altered but Mm. come on this is rolled doll aren't they making a timothy shell oh yes but it's a prequel it's a prequel i think about him building based on another rolled doll book or is it just like they've gone rogue and decided to do whatever the hell they want they're doing whatever they want i don't think i don't think he had a prequel like an origin for yeah. Willy Wonka. I don't think he did either. I read that many of those books. Yeah. I, I, I always kind of read Willy Wonka as a horror movie though. Just that, yeah. like the tunnel sequence. Oh, it's yeah. like frightening. You so, put the children on drugs and you're trying, you're frightening them on purpose. Like I there's mean, no way that that's not what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, surprising to no one. Um, I'm not a huge Roald Dahl fan. Um, <laughs> it is a, a little, little creepy. creepy. Um, but I um I brought up Willy Wonka because I think you know Gene Wilder is such a nuanced was such a nuanced actor that he um there like Willy Wonka is this like creepy kind of character but the way he reads Freddie or Frankenstein there is some there's just some way he like kind of blase nobody can do it like nobody can read a line the same way gene well like, i don't even yeah. know how to describe the like blase line read that is also like will is chilling it's like blase and chilling yeah, he has and a manic very, at all at like, the same time unnerving casualness yeah. that at any given well, it moment helps can that I turn think into like mania it helps yeah. that i think it, that he has like the most soothing voice i've ever heard yeah. So, yeah, feels good but that gets you because then he also has a very good hysterical voice. So you'll be yes. like, "Oh, this is so like soothing and relaxing," and you don't even know what he's talking about. Like, he's yeah. talking about you I, know bringing 
corpses back to life and you're like this is you right. sound so like, nice and then he starts screaming and you're like oh okay okay yeah <laughs> whoa he, yeah he's amazing I, i've been listening to him say uh this is a good boy this is a, yes. a nice boy this yes. is a mother's angel so for so many years that i say it to nessie without thinking all the time <laughs> i'm constantly like this is a mother's <laughs> angel. This is mama's angel. And so when she heard me like saying it along with the movie, her tail started wagging. She was just like, it's my turn for attention. Because that's just like how I snuggle with her. That's like my baby talk with her. Just, yeah. That is I, one so, of my favorite that, lines. On a personal level, that's my favorite When he line turns around. Because I like the first bit when he gets, mm-hmm. when he realizes they're not letting him out and he turns around and he I goes, like, hello, handsome. Hello, handsome. You're a good-looking right. fellow. Did you know that? That's so cute. Yeah. He's, yeah. like, That's... the whole conceit of, like, oh, he just needs love. Like, this guy just needs love. It's I love that so, so much. good. And it's, it's so, That's, so good. I think a way in for you, Melanie, into the horror genre, <laughs> because that is a huge part of the horror genre. There's a lot of villains and monsters and, you know, things that go bump in the night that really are just, um, you know, starved for attention. And it's they a just want to be taught a nice vaudeville mm-hmm. routine. They want to have dance. some adoring just, fans. You know, that's such an interesting yeah. link. This is apparently becoming like a callback episode to other things we've recorded because like we just we just listened to the edit that we did months ago of when we did Cruella and like that's exactly like what Disney tries to do with Cruella and their their villains I have not seen Cruella I Cruella I, I haven't seen it so I really shouldn't speak on it but like I am rubbing against this trend in Hollywood towards like giving every villain a justification for why they're a villain right. that, yes. that originates in some kind of like appropriate trauma. Uh, the idea of your parents being murdered by Dalmatians <laughs> is that what happens in Cruella? No, it's it, it, so silly. Okay, so you, you is it like her mom gets attacked yeah. by a Dalmatian or something, and then falls okay. off a cliff? Falls off a cliff. Like, yeah, here's the thing with Cruella is like there's no like it, it doesn't track. Like there's no no they there. don't do it. But like I, let me tell you, they think they're doing. They're, they're, they're like, no. this would justify it. This would justify it. This would justify it. But then they never create that character that I mean, does those maybe things. It's that, oh, no, I mean, like, she's not no, that. Okay. There's no way she would be that person. It's very strange. Mm. So very I think if weird. it's campy and ridiculous, it's like, kinda... my mother was killed by Dalmatians, and now I'm like, that's, that can be a fun yeah, sort no. of drag character. Yeah. But, like, yes. don't try. She ha- wants to kill a hundred puppies 101 puppies there's no core wound that can justify no, no, no. That. like well, some characters some villains are just psychos yeah right. and like i'm sure there is a reason they are a psycho but it might just be chemistry and that's fine and we love psychos there's no reason right. to eliminate the psychos just because we don't know what makes them tick well, I just, I don't know. I think what, yeah. going back to Mel Brooks, I think one of the things that Mel Brooks does so well across a lot of his movies is the quote-unquote villain monster in this should be from, uh, the, should be the creature, which the creature. I, I write immediately, I forgot Peter. Like, my first note was, yeah. I forgot Peter Boyle played the I creature. Know, Peter Boyle, he's um, such a sensitive, sweet version I, of this. I mean, all of Frankenstein's creatures are like that. Like, Boris Karloff is yeah. wonderful. 
it's a honestly it's almost closer to the book in tone because in the movie Frankenstein you feel sorry for him but he is a monster and in the book he's not a monster he looks like one but he's a very gentle poetic Mm -hmm. and like like very feeling person like an incredibly sensitive man as soon as he's out he's He's looking for like people. He is looking for yeah, that he human connection. connection. He, he's, he starts and he's up scared. And he's, and he's, and he's so like, oh, scared. He's so scared. Yeah. And he just wants his daddy. Mm-hmm. Like that. They did That's actually clearly like, written great by a woman, for sure. Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this level of human understanding that would only There's be also, included like, in a novel by a, a woman at the time. Of, yeah. Yeah. And uh, her, a lot of her life went into that book. She had just had a. A st- it wasn't a stillbirth. She either she lost the baby or, or lost the baby shortly after mm-hmm. they were born. Mm-hmm. And she had a new baby. Um, she was like 19, 20 years old, maybe 21 at the very oldest. So she was with Percy Shelley, who was cheating on her all the mm-hmm. time with her like half sister or something. And then she had a baby. The baby died. She had another baby. The baby was very sick. His name was William. And everybody called him Will Mouse because he was really, really oh. tiny. And he was like a sickly kid and she was terrified of losing mm-hmm. him at like she lost her last baby. So the whole book takes on a completely different meaning when you're like, this is a child looking for a parent mm-hmm. who's like lost in this after death mm-hmm. place yeah. where nobody wants them to be alive. But like the child knows that they're supposed to be alive. Like it's just such yeah. a haunting, terrifying, heartbreaking story. And so I don't know. Like I always had a sort of chip on my shoulder about like retellings of Frankenstein, where the creature is just this like scary monster because yeah. he's like yeah. you're supposed to love him. That's the whole point of the book, right? They do a great job of that in Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. They do a great like, job. He's of a sweetie here, and I mean I've not read the book, but like hearing that, it's like one of the things that I think is so evident in this movie and like most Mel Brooks movies in some way is like the quote unquote villain in most of them. It's like there it's it's clearly the people who are like the evil people it's like the people who are judgmental yeah. bigoted yeah. Uh, and that society I mean, the mob society, mentality is, yeah yeah and i mean that is like very much seen in this i mean i think blazing saddles has that as well it's like the society the villain is i mean very clearly the bigot and let's really make that clear that that is the that's the person of the wrong in that movie. I think that's yeah. done here too. With, I mean, obviously like the, uh, what is his name? Kip Carr. What is, what is, what is the, the oh. uh, robot man's name? <laughs> oh, I love him. And I keep forgetting his name and Jeremy loves him. Shit. It's so good. Um, He's so good. He's so amazing. Funny. He's, and now let's go back to my house for a little. Or <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think my favorite one is, We'll make, oh, Inspector um, Kemp. What is this? He's like, okay. he will rue the day he, or that he was ever born a Frankenstein. What? And he's like, he will rue the day that he was a Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Footsteps. 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 Yeah. Well, and just even the introduction to him with the, like, it is such a good bit of physical comedy. And that's so much of this movie, too, because there's a lot of Oh, yes. my God. His arm. Yes. And yeah. the, like, the, so and the sound effects that go with it. It's so yeah. campy. And then he likes the yeah. cigarette, like the, the finger cigarette. And it's just. Yeah, there's a lot of really great, like, vaudevillian kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. In so. The whole movie. But, and that's why it's it's tough to pick a best line because there's so many ones where you're like, 
it's a mediocre joke, but man, Gene Wilder sells it. Or, yeah. oh my God, Marty Feldman. I just like, he's oh, so broad, but he's so funny. Like, apparently, Jeremy told me that Mel Brooks was worried that his performance was too, like, too big, too stagey, too theatrical, because it is on another level from yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of doing, you know, everybody else is doing an impression of a character from that genre, from the, like, you know, universal horror. Because, like, the thing with the universal horror movies is they are campy and they are silly. They're not really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the performances, there's something about Bella Lugosi's eyes that's sort of scary. But, like, even Bella Lugosi's sort of a cuddly vampire. Like, you want to go out <laughs> and hang out with him. Like, he's not, he's spooky, but he's not scary in the way that Nosferatu is scary. Um, and then Lon Chaney's sort of like a sad, goofy werewolf. And, and Boris Karloff is adorable. Like, you, you love all of those monsters and everybody's kind of having a good time. And it's like, it's a monster movie. It's not like a horror, horror movie. Um, so I feel like all the rest of the characters are doing that. Like they're fun and they're also like fitting into those little archetypes mm-hmm. really neatly. But Marty Feldman is just psychotic. Yeah. He's insane. Yeah. He's, He's just like crazy guy next door. Doing Groucho like, Marx. Yeah. Like, he's just like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. like exactly. It is, it so is funny. like wink and a nod, like not even a wink. Mm-hmm. It is a full on like, Aside. He's like dancing for the camera. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And like, I mean, I love, like the thing that I, I love the running jokes in this movie. I mean, obviously Frankenstein and when he like, his, like the, the name, but then the hump, the hump yeah. is so funny. And like, having I just almost watched, picked that. Having just watched, um, you know, uh, Men in Tights and the mole, it's uh, that is something I did notice having watched like several Mel Brooks movies. Oh, yeah, that's, out, a, that's a how theme. many jokes come back. In, yes, like we meant, I think you mentioned this in one of them is Walk This Way. Walk This Way is in like three or oh, four they do of that them. In, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's like, Walk this walk this way, and they're like, really start walking, No, this way, and then the like hump, yeah, traveling down the stairs. And I think that <laughs> like that's something we called out in Men in Tights yeah. also. And then the hump so moving, funny. and then the third time that he touches the hump, it's hollow. Like the first two times, it's like it just <laughs> it moves. It moves, and the third time, is you just hear like a hollow knock, and it's like, uh, what? <laughs> no, that's so silly. And he's it just it works perfectly. He's just this. He's almost the narrator because yes. he's the only one who like talks to the character. But he's not going to help us with anything. Now, he's not going to like tell you any information. He's just like, I see you on this point. On this point, mm-hmm. he did have part of this did actually go too far for me, and it was a combination. Okay, right, it was a combination of the line, and it was a and and the way he read it, and then what he did afterwards. I just could not handle it. And we had this problem <laughs> when we we're watching. Like, I'm going to call this a near perfect film basically I a perfect agree. film I, we have this agree. problem when we're watching very very good or perfect films where we just forget that we're supposed to be looking for a worst line like a bad one i can't right so Always. and then you get to the end and you're like oh i didn't pick one okay so mm-hmm. i i yeah. happened to remember like in this in the scene right before this and so then when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. So it could also be that I was then like getting really analytical for like really mm. nitpicky for things I didn't like. But I really didn't like this. And it's when Elizabeth shows up. First of all, her fur yes. uh-huh. looks I... like 
a stuffed animal, which is fantastic. I love yeah. it. It cracks me up. It's and I was so looking at that. Ridiculous. Okay. So he starts making all these like very aggressively like aggressive flirt on her jokes, yeah. and he's well, being he's, like, rather doing exactly what you know just right. Did. Yeah, and then he says, "Why don't we like take like take the girls Adjourn inside the or take or the yeah? I don't know. I don't even remember what Gene Wilder says, but Frederick says let's take everyone inside, and he says, "Great, you take the blonde, and I'll take the one in the turban." And then he yeah. like, and then he starts growling and like biting at her fur and she's freaking yeah. out and she wants nothing to do with him and like it just didn't read as funny yeah, that's a really good choice it didn't yeah it, doesn't yeah. Work, really. yeah. it, it, it didn't i did There's not expect of... that from that character either right because he seems fairly like good time docile, yeah, not docile yeah, yeah. but like he doesn't seem like a horny scary no, there's no, so I think that's like, that's such an interesting call out too, because I, I watched that part and like, obviously we have Inga show up earlier and she's the like sexy one. And obviously like that is, I love her. And she's great. Terry Gar is wonderful. That's so long. She too. does so much with such a, like, it's an empty character probably in the script. Like there's not much to do, but she just breathes so that much. That is the like, one thing that I the, like adorable life noticed in yeah. my, in, in watching this again was like, it's not that like you forget her that it's underrated or anything like that. No. It's just like everybody else in this movie has, has had such an iconic career. And so yeah. you, and you really associate these roles with them. Like Gene, this is huge. Gene Wilder role, huge Marty Feldman role, huge Madeline Kahn role. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't forget her, but like, Every time I watch it, I'm like, she's doing so much. Like, she is kind of the unsung hero of this movie, almost. Yeah, totally. And she's also, like, the the innocent one. And Mm -hmm. and she plays it up so what? Like, everybody else is sort of, like, a fucking weird freak. (laughs) Yeah. And she is, like... I'm just trying to help and I want to have sex. She's such a relatable sweetheart that you're just, like... I love you. What's yeah. so interesting too, I mean, I think this is like when I was a kid and I like wasn't paying attention to actors other than like names I knew. I like didn't, I, for, I think there was like a big stretch between I, when I saw this movie as like, like as a kid and then I'd seen a bunch more with Madeline Kahn. And so I just always, and then again, my family would quote random lines from this and often the line that would be quoted would be again, warped sense of humor just like what running knockers. around the house. Oh, of course what knockers or roll 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 and see hey all the time as a child yeah <laughs> roll, would you roll. care for a roll and say hey it's fun it's, such a, <laughs> it's, it's fun it's fun it's such a broad joke and it's so typical of mel brooks so like mis- so like fun. innuendo sexual misunderstanding and she does it so well but like because i had seen this movie as like young and like wasn't really paying attention not young young but like young enough wasn't really paying attention to the actors or like, you know, linking. And then I'd seen a bunch of like Madeline Kahn stuff. But I think there was some point where I saw this movie where I just thought like, just was like, Oh, Madeline Kahn is Inga. Yeah, of course. And then like seeing it again, I was like, Oh, of course she's not. She's Elizabeth. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's partially because it's not that I forgot the Elizabeth character, but I think that in the stretch of time, 
that we had been talking about this movie. I think that I, I was so iconic. And I think it was because I was really into Blazing Saddles and still am. So oh, sure, yeah. The, the Blazing Saddles, her character in Blazing Saddles is the, you know, German accented. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like She's the, amazing. like, I, so I was just like, oh, of course she plays that character. And then I was like, oh no, she doesn't. But she is so underrated in this movie. And like, what? She's underrated in everything. I think she, I, I think she frequently plays um, characters that are sort of of another time that mm-hmm. we, as women in the twenty first century, have a little bit of trouble relating to, or we don't really, we're we're not really encouraging those kinds of characters to be written these days, or to be yeah. because she's she is a little bit of a sex object in that in the you know in the story she really doesn't have many motivations beyond having sex with Gene Wilder and like looking very sexy in a satin nightgown. But those characters are fun. I think we've just been like probably really raging against them for totally legitimate reasons. Yes. And then we forget that some of the performances of those characters are hilarious and worthwhile and amazing and nuanced. And like, she wasn't given very much to work with, right. but she mm-hmm. made that an unforgettable character. I, I I cannot tell you how often my family did the role. Roll, in we always hay. did Rollins A. Rollins A. Everyone does it. Put the candle Yes, her line read on put the candle back is better put than his. Yes. <laughs> she sounds like a the muppet. Candle. It's so funny. Ah. Well, and especially since it's her imitating his line read. Right, like, right, he, right, 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 right. He says, put the put he he says it first and she then says it with the exact same cadence that Mm -hmm. he does only the accent and that whole that whole like what is so fun about that scene too is the whole bookcase scene it's such a general joke it is a joke you've seen it's a joke you know but then the way it is done with the i wrote something down about it that was like oh this is like the way it's done well, it is just gets so slapsticky. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so and then, like it's an yeah. expected gag, but then when he gets stuck, that changes it, and his yeah. voice is muffled, and it's like he's stuck. Yeah. and then they like get okay, it. Okay, listen to me sh- very carefully. <laughs> he's gonna move on. We're gonna like, be past this gag, and then she gets right. stuck, and then right. she has that line read that it just it doesn't let that joke lie in a right. way that is so good. Yeah, it's so funny. As you do with this film, we got ourselves back into the good stuff. We're talking about the worst right now. Oh, guys, we guys, did. Yeah. Ladies. Gals. Uh-oh. Okay. okay. I did. Right. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The... Yeah. No, we can talk okay. about what I like. There's no way to, t- right. there's no way to talk about the worst lines so in this movie, hard. but okay. I did have one more that okay. I, yes. I just wrote it down because it has always stuck out in my head. So as soon as he said it, I made a note. And then I was like, I really don't know how I feel about this line. So this isn't my worst line. I'm sticking with, with Igor's weird, yeah, weird, I aggressive. Think we have a theme for our worst uh, lines. And I'll, yeah, Outbreak totally. <laughs> with um, Elizabeth. Agree. But I just want to know what you guys think about this line, because as I, mulled it over I realized I didn't think that it fit but I love the line read on it and I love that he says Mm. it anyway but like the line itself has always stuck out like a sore thumb to me I don't know it's so weird I when he says in the in the beginning in the very first scene when he says my grandfather's work was (laughs) doo-doo the the usage of the word doo-doo I just it was like why doo-doo why (laughs) 
<laughs> doesn't fit Why? with him. But I think that's like I I love I like it. it. I love it. Like I don't like it, but it makes me laugh. I I don't get it. I can never I, put my finger if on you it. Read that in a script. I, so much of this movie, you just you listen to the like joke and you're like, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> and then you're, then I imagine like, okay, if somebody sent me this script and the movie didn't exist, would I read that joke and be like, ah, that's a no, no, no. <laughs> almost none of them. Like it's kind I would of, have circled it and been it, like, why do do? Just say shit. What? Doo-doo? Does anybody say doo-doo? Ever? Or nonsense uh, or ridiculous. Right. But like yeah. right. but he sold it. He he totally he drove it home. Yeah. He landed that line. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so going to like looking at the script and trying to read like, does this joke work in the script? So I always try to find whatever I can online of like what if I can find a copy of the script to like read along because it's helpful. Yeah. Um, and I found this one and it's often, sometimes it's like, okay, sometimes, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I can follow this. This one, it was like, there's definitely a lot that was in the script that is cut from the movie. I mean, a ton, oh, that's a ton that was in the script yeah. was cut from the movie. So, and obviously stuff that wasn't in the script. Um, but there's a lot that, so it was like, I, it was a little hard to follow the script and that's so what I just ended up like not for a lot of it but so like reading some of those jokes though like some of them very like some of them play like just reading it and then some of them are like oh no this needed this person saying it like and I think that's so true um while we're on the worst though going back going to um Jessica your your original one that where Elizabeth shows up I I think and this is where we got sidetracked talking about how great Terry Gar is and what I meant to say earlier. But so Igor, you have that whole bit with Terry Gar, and she's obviously the sex person. He has no like lasciviousness to her, which I'm right, no. right. Like he doesn't, he's not that way to her. And I feel like I, yeah. I, I'm glad that he's not. But I feel like that scene then it comes out of nowhere. Like if it's just yeah. like him, totally, him yeah. totally inconsistent. He he does so much that is like following Gene Wilder bit by bit and he like a little amping it up and so like I get that idea of that he is the he's just like doing what Gene Wilder is doing but like but like to the next level but it's like yeah. I, I was I was sitting there going like I was like but this doesn't pay off because I knew it had been a while since this. I was like no but she hooks up with the monster not yeah. I right yeah. not Marty Bowen yeah and, and so I was like Marty. I was like there's no payoff to this at all right like right. it's not even that yeah. It's not even that it's just like a little like too much. It's like there's zero payoff. And like she at first also was kind of like kind of like into his initial like flirting with her because also Madeline Khan just like plays that up. But then she like it's kind of like is she not into it? Is she into it? And then he like keeps going with it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like there's no there's no payoff. And he to takes this. it way too he far. He does. He yeah. does. And there's no payoff with it because it's like it goes nowhere. It, it, there's no like, there's no call out of like, dude, stop it. Like, there's, right. there's no call out or there's no um, uh, acceptance of it. So it's just like, right. why is this the yeah. bit? I actually might change my words. Every, everybody ignores it. Gene Wilder ignores yeah. it. Like, if somebody was doing that to your girlfriend in front of you, your fiance, would you really just be like, your fiance? Yeah, he, like, he's financier. <laughs> financier Finan- financier fiance <laughs> I have, in, yeah. in fairness to 
everybody. He did just sleep with Inga, so... Also true. So no, yes, it was an intellectual discussion. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. That's all they're capable of. Saying. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like my, my worst line is along the same lines, which is there, that scene between Madeline Kahn and the creature where they hook yes. up is raping. Yeah, and it's it raping is. in a way that was very normal at the time that there were lots and lots of scenes like that in movies made in that era and before. Um, but it, th- that's not great. No, <laughs> like no. I can't really the, so, you know, she says she's going to scream and yes, her attitude in that whole scene is like, kind of, maybe I don't really mean no, but she does. But no means yeah. And she says she's going to scream. Yeah. And, and I don't know. There, I've seen a, yeah, he kidnaps mm-hmm. her. And they're strangers. And and sure, maybe she's doing a sort of like fun role-playing thing, but they don't know each other. So there definitely isn't right. consent. <laughs> like, And I hate to, it's a wet blanket, like worst line. But no. there's so many movies with scenes like that. And all of those scenes are, like it's on Hollywood. It's on screenwriters uh, that, that is basically portrayed in, or was portrayed in culture for a really long time as a permissible way to engage with the woman sexually, yeah. just go for it, no matter what she's saying. And eventually, if your dick is big enough, right. which is basically what that scene yes. is saying, she'll come around. <laughs> like what? That's not how which I it feel works. really bad about because <laughs> yeah. then the initial discussion about his uh, his dick is like a contender Such for my best line. Is hilarious, <laughs> and the singing is a contender for the best line. All of the, the singing. Yes. Because yes, that's, that's what we used to do. We, I'm not going to do it now because. Oh, oh, same. We used to do it all the When I was like 13 or 14 years Eight old, years that old? had no totally. context. No concept of what they were uh, thinking about. We would have like a really good churro and start singing. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Oh my yes, God. A hundred percent. I think I was at Disneyland with you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then of course our parents like thought that was hilarious because they were like, you have you no idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Diana, I had a similar, yeah. like I, and it's been like again this movie is very close to there's a lot of good in this movie and it's interesting because like jessica and i talk about this all the time when we do movies that are older and this was made in 1974 and set far earlier than that um is when we look at worst line um like is it something that didn't age well and is that why i'm judging it because there is sometimes it's like and my favorite example of this is like um, when we did Breakfast Club, like I could have written down every single thing that Bender said because it was so obnoxious and so. Yeah. A, not, not only was it like of its time, but B, it still works for that character. Like if you were to write a high school asshole right. boy today, it still works for that character. So I'm like, okay, no, it's yeah. a good line because I right. like it because I'm like him, but it works. And I think yeah. like, yeah. And that's where, like, I'm like, this scene made me so uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, and I, like, wrote down in my notes. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, he kidnaps her. And I'm like, this is this is not consensual. And, like, I have this whole no. room, like, this is not consensual. And then I'm like, is this? And it's not because it's not 
I think what actually kind of hints of Stockholm syndrome things in here. Um, See, but yeah. I think that, that Which, that's like, such a core real. of the monster genre, though. Where, like, yes. I think Mel Brooks yes. was King trying Kong. to turn that on its yes, head definitely. with the yes. with the acceptance on I, the dick joke, yes, but like. Totally. Yeah, it, it made me very what uncomfortable, done, but it was very much like, I, this yeah. is a huge part of the, like, the monsters are going to come steal your girlfriends and do right. stuff and that, to that's them. That's a huge part of Frankenstein, the movie. It's part of King Kong. Yeah. It's part of, it's like monsters pick up leggy <gasps> women sh- and carry yeah. them. Well, <laughs> and, even and in, then presumably have sex Even with up them. until, yeah. even up. I mean, there's no sex in it, but we're going to have to do an episode on uh, on the Francis Ford Coppola, Bram Stoker's Dracula, because I have <sighs> so many thoughts. I watch this movie all the time. <laughs> I love that movie. And I love it. And it's and great. I like I I like made my son read Dracula a couple of years ago. And like I watch this movie with him all the time. And like, but every time I watch it, there's like something about that relationship that they make up for this movie. They completely yeah, made up the, the relationship with it. There's something more about that relationship that like sticks out to me, but it is that very much like they try to spin it on his head and make it to, so that it's like an actual romance, but it's very right, non-consensual so it and it is very much like <laughs> yeah. he's coming and he's going to, he is going to steal a bunch of women from London. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it yeah, is that's that. kind of the whole yeah, there's something really fascinating. It's a rabbit hole that we probably don't want to go down. But <laughs> yeah. like, there's something really fascinating about why women love vampires because they are just immortal stalkers who literally yeah. want to fucking drink your yeah. blood, and they know everything about you, and they've crossed oceans of time to yeah. be with you. It's just like it's love bombing. It's yeah. toxic masculinity. It's Twilight. But they're her. The of yeah. Love yeah, I'm not. I I'm not a Twilight fan. Me person, but I I am. I'm a big Dracula fan and mm-hmm. I'm a big Nosferatu fan and I'm a huge Anne Rice fan. And that's the the other thing about vampires is that they're like, they're lonely. They've yeah. been alone for, you know, everybody they know is dead. Yeah. And then they're just like, just they do that part of it very me. well. And Gary Oldman does bring like so much, like so many levels to that character. It, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a great movie, but it's an amazing it, performance. And the costume. Yes. Ugh. But back to that scene, yeah, I, I don't think, I do think it was definitely an homage to those scenes right. where the monster mm-hmm. carries yeah, the woman right. away. And that, but what, what could have been done, like if I had any involvement in a story like this, the way to turn that trope on its head is to give her the reins yeah. sexually. Yeah. And absolutely. have her, be, as soon as they're alone together, be like, all right, okay. let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're huge. Yeah. I bet you got to be. Yeah. Like, Why yes, couldn't she have just repeated really, the line? Yeah. I bet right. you have an enormous shrug structure. Right. Because like, throughout the entire movie, yeah. you can tell she's kind of like, a, she's doing the demure taffeta darling. Oh, yeah. But you could tell she's a slut. Yeah. She's, she's mad like God. She's got the attitude. You know that she is a I mean, that active, whole like, fun Yeah. Like that whole opening scene. Will yes. Get to that. Oh, like, God. I mean, that whole opening scene where it's like, we'll get to it because it's your best line. Uh, it's not. <laughs> I, it's in my top. It's in my top five. True to form. I have not chosen one yet. We'll see what I choose. Um, but I. How like, can I? How, how can I put in into words what it's taken me a lifetime to understand? Lifetime to understand. But try, oh darling. God. Try. All right. You've got it, Mister. You've got it, Mister. You've got it, Mister. <laughs> 
so good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank good line read. But like, I think you're right. It's like, it's so clear that she's like the sex pot kind of like yeah. throughout the She's makeup. got it. Yeah. She knows it. So like, she's, give her the yeah. alpha role yeah. in that sex thing. The, it's the playing hard to get played. In my head, I thought that's what happened. Yeah, then we got too. to that scene and she was and way. she was upset yeah. and that that like, like 20 to 40 seconds when she was really upset and scared i was like oh shit oh shit i don't remember oh, this, this. i scene. thought she was right. immediately oh, like oh hey big boy let's right. you got me alone yeah. <laughs> but i mean kudos to madeline khan the only way to make a scene like that not excruciating is to play both of those things at the same right. time which is a really difficult thing to yeah. do i think as an actress to play both uh, the like fear of getting sexually assaulted and like, maybe I want yeah. this, which is like, it's a really nuanced moment yes. in her performance it's, and she uh, sells it. But like the fact that she had to sell that right. while saying I'll scream right. sucks. Like yeah. she shouldn't have had to do that. I think that is the, and maybe, I mean, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been that whenever when this was made, but this, that's definitely right. the, if we are talking it's about, a there's a way to, there's the way, well, there is a way to make that scene work in 2023. Totally. Way. Mm-hmm. Totally. You and it is spinning it on its head exactly as you said, and I think that that's where it's like, oh, this was made in 1974. Like that's where that is like, okay, this is a joke because of like it clearly is a play on those scenes where the monster does take that, and it's I read it as it's supposed to be like poking fun, like punching those scenes, but definitely, yeah. But it is also that like, but it also reads in a way you're like oh, this isn't the way to do that. But I don't think that conversation was being had in 1974. It's oversimplification of character. They had an intimacy coordinator. Well, it's like an oversimplification of characters. We know it's a fantasy. We know Mm -hmm. it's a male-driven fantasy. And it's not something that needs to be consistently put up on the screen. We just don't need no. to start perpetuating yeah. it. Like yeah. you, we get that it yeah, exists. It had its heard. thing. It has, you know, and, right. but, but the way that it was like always sort of marketed as, as that this is a female fantasy. That's right, right. where, well, and you the know, thing is, there's a way that you can turn it, you know, like I will not lie. I am definitely attracted to Bella Lugosi as Dracula. Like I love monster, but it's not like my attraction to monster movies and attraction to monsters isn't ever sexual. There's a lot of girls who are just like, mm, I like the beast better when he's the beast. Yeah. Not when he's the <laughs> prince. Like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And you, but like all you need to do to make that scene play into the female fantasy of the monster is just like make get let her make the first move yeah. and yeah. make him nervous and make him like I've never done this yeah. before. I'm Wait, a, why I'm did kind I? Of why a baby. did I bring her here? I, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, I don't know what yeah. I was going to do. Yeah. I can't even speak. And like <laughs> such a yeah. such a like interesting counter to um, the scenes that we see with the monster earlier, where he is like you know where he is loose before he's like where he is yeah. loose for the first time and just trying to like find the world and like understand like the world and he like meets the little girl and like hey, that scene I have that a question whole... yeah mm. no finish finish your thought about the okay. little girl scene because I have a question, question about like, the next one <laughs> the the little girl scene where it's like the the obvious play of that is like oh no this monster is going to and they this is so this is where this movie is so brilliant is you have the cut between the monster and the girl Mm-hmm. playing at the well and the daisy and the parents freaking out that the girl is gone and like oh no right. and 
and so you have like them playing the the Jay Z, and she he like tears it down. She's like, well, now what do we put in there? And the parents are freaking out, and they're like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be down the well. And then they're like, right. the next thing is them playing on the teeter top, and they're like, you didn't check her room, you didn't check her. No, I thought you did. <laughs> and then the genius, genius, genius of the teeter totter, and through the yeah. window, and then she's in her bed, like right on time, and it's like. You see so that like tenderness from the monster, and he just like wants a friend and something yeah. to play with, and he's so tender to her, and which is, I mean, like, yes, that is like, yes, I'm glad that that scene exists because that is like that could have gone so wrong in so many ways, and right. this would be a very, very, very different movie. But that's kind of true to the spirit of the novel. Yeah, there is like, a in a way, there's the a scene very similar isn't. to that yeah. in the novel with yeah. a little. Yeah, he plays the little a girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I did not know that. I have not read the book. It's a great book. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great. Book. I need to read it. Okay, it's fine. short. It's short. Okay, I'll yeah, read it. Yeah, I'll read it. Um, that will be. She wrote it in a weekend. My reviews of <laughs> yeah. uh, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. I almost pulled it out. I have. I know. I, I thought about it, it too. I have a really beautiful hardcover, like illustrated. Thing. I wanted yeah. to see if what he says before the first experiment is in any way like from the book not necessarily like word for word but Mm because i did like that Uh, monologue and i was like but this like some of this probably has to be or it's trying to be similar to like something that he says in the book when he's like when the first uh you know slime crawled out of the sea and said i am i was like that's That's not in the book because it's like slime isn't man yeah <laughs> it's like mary shelley's a better writer than that so there's a bunch looking at the script there's a bunch that was cut of this but looking at the script there are huge sections that are quotes they're like huge sections that are like okay. quotes and i wonder if that's from the book maybe so melanie doesn't remember this but in my first show I played a fortune teller woman just a weird like town wacko Ooh. lady in in Hansel and Gretel and I don't remember exactly where this came in but this is relevant to this podcast to this episode right now because I'm about to drop one of my best lines probably my best line okay and I I say that they're gonna I'm telling Hansel and Gretel that they're gonna have to go get something from some woman in town or something like that or or Hansel's asking me I don't know anyway the name that I said was Frau Blucher. Ah, and I yeah. realized as I was going through my notes that I think the best line in this movie is Frau Blucher. It's Frau Blucher. I think it is. <laughs> I, I really think yeah. because just it never gets explained. It no. gets used right. you so never many times. Nope. No one refers to it even, really? We, yeah. Like, no one even nobody, talks about it? Nobody, like, yeah, there's no, like, general awareness. Nobody comes together and is like, what's that about? No, no. no. And it gets used about 12 times. And it just it, works. It, yeah, it I mean, it's just yeah. works. It works. I, yeah, really I just think it is this little thing that is so genius and hilarious and it's just this little detail and i think that is something that is yeah. we're finding is like so is just really mel brooks you know it's like you yeah. know there's there's he he couldn't 
there's no dead space. Like there's something everywhere. No, no. We're going to use everything. Yeah, it's pretty relentless. And, and you, like you said, like this is something that maybe if I were reading the script, I'd be like, I don't get it. What is that? Right. What is this about? Like, why does a horse? And, but it and works. then it yeah. just is so funny. Like, and then, and then Igor, like just trying it. He's just like, blue heart. <laughs> And it works. Yeah, He's like, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> like that. So I, yeah, I just think Frau Blucher is my best line. Yeah. It's like Igor, Igor, Igor. <laughs> He's like, it's like, he's watching the movie yes, with you yes. and it's just like, yes. can I make can it? I, do it? <gasps> I can't. <laughs> yeah, so cute. This is, it's just such, it's just, oh, the charades like, is fantastic. The charades. Oh, that's so Jeremy's. Good. Jeremy's best set line is set a game. <laughs> He's so mad. Yeah, that's his favorite. So the good. line read again, but so good. The, the, it's just such it, a perfect bit. It's just and it's such nonsense. Yeah. And I think this is really where we just see like the genius of Mel Brooks is like, or Gene Wilder. I really don't know. They both worked on this. Yeah, that I, could I have don't been Gene know. Wilder. I wonder. You know, how and much it's just was... like just do it. Just do it. And it's funny yeah. to us, so maybe it'll be funny to other people. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't, and like, yeah, it, so we crazy. really are moving away from like this such, you know, setup, punchline, setup, punchline. We talk about this a lot and how, like, in the 60s and 70s, that really was a lot of comedy. Like, people's comedy yeah. reference was from very, very, like, sitcom, traditional yeah. type comedy. And we're really right. moving to this just like, no, if we just say Awkward. her name and a horse whinnies, that's funny. Like it just, it just random. Right. Yeah. So yeah, out how? there. It's like, it's so weird. And the first time you're like, okay, this is weird. And then the second time you're like, okay. And then by the, again, yeah. with rule of threes, it's like, oh, so this is funny. funny. By the third so time. Yeah. I will say though, every single predictable joke in this is yeah. so satisfying. <laughs> like I love a good setup punchline yes. predictable joke. I love the, like, um, Oh, what's the one that I wrote down that I'm like, this is so, um, it's, oh, a visitor is all I ask. And then that's the, what I was going to ask about. Yeah. Is that priest trying to sleep with him? Maybe Gene Hackman and Peter Boyle. Kind okay. Of I wasn't sure. I, I was think like, he, he is just supposed to be a lonely old wait, monk. That was um, Gene Hackman. Yeah. That's Gene Hackman. What? Isn't that crazy? And he's so good. I, one of my best lines that I was considering was I was going to make a I love that line. My, I've always loved that line. <laughs> yeah. My dad used to say that every time I was like, actually, I'm going to go, you know, I have, I'm like meeting my friends at the mall or whatever. Oh, he would be like, I was going to make espresso. It's so good. Uh, the, the, yeah. the physical comedy in that scene is so the, amazing. The lighting the thumb. The yeah. finger, the, yeah. it's so S- Soup in the I mean, pants. Peter Boyle. Soup, soup in the crotch. So... Just fantastic. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. And he's like so tolerant. He he's is so expressive. Yeah. yeah, he's being such a sweetheart for most of it. Where he's like, okay, I, mean, he's blind I can tell that you're blind. He wants a friend. Yeah. I'm gonna just yeah. It's so sweet. Well, and it's both outcasts yeah. in a way. You know, you have the blind, the blind man, and then know. the monster, and they just want people and friends. I just got a vibe from it this time. There's a little bit of sexual yeah. chemistry there. Yeah. Or when he's asking, when that. he's when he's praying to God to send him a companion, and the way he says, like, for these lonely nights, like, I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't and he it. makes And he makes some that. of the same, like, size comments, you know, 
So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, you're uh, a big boy. You must yeah. be seven mm-hmm. feet tall. Maybe. Right. Um, I lost it. Oh, this is going back to the um, the scene where they're like making the monster. And again, just like using everything. And going also back to using the original so uh, equipment from Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Like the studio gave them the oh, real, the, like the exact same laboratory nice. wow. that they used okay. in the original Frankenstein movie. Yeah. Which I didn't know until I watched That's... it this time. And it's in the opening credits. It says, like, thank you to Universal for Mm. giving us Frankenstein's original Mm. lab equipment. And you can, like, I've, you know, seen the original Frankenstein a million times. It's definitely the same (laughs) shit. And it's the same, like, silly, like, lightning stuff. The third switch. Not the third switch. Not the third switch. Yeah. This is is jumping around. This is not what I was going to say. But, like, did you tie the kites and then he's there? And they're like, what? Like, wait, you were in the... That's so quintessential Mel Brooksy. The um, I mean, I'm a 14 year old and elevate, elevate me now, no, right, right now, in front of all these people. No, right I loved that. I loved again. That. Uh, so yes, on the platform. Yes, right at the platform. Oh, oh. 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 <laughs> it's like I'm 14, and I find that it like, works every absolutely time. Hysterical. Again, Terry Gar, so She's good. Really selfish. Um, yeah. Another like predictable joke. That's not predictable and just like very funny. But like another predictable joke in the scene right before that could be worse. Could be raining. Rain. Yeah. Like you know uh. that's gonna happen, and it's funny. It's still funny. Um, I also love Abby. Abby somebody. Abby. Abby, 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 Abby normal. normal. Abby normal. That whole scene. So good. Um, it's just so. When he's like, so sit, so good. Come here. May uh, I speak I, to you for a moment? Moment. Yes. Sit down. And he sits <laughs> on the floor. No, 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 no. Up here, right, right here on the stool. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's something really great about Gene Wilder's ability to like make to be really condescending, yes. but like sweet at the same yes. time, and then all of a sudden turn on you and be a fucking yeah. monster. Yeah. Yes. He's, well, I mean, that is just so Gene Wilder. Yeah. So 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 Gene Wilder. Yeah. No, that that scene just reminds me of when he. It's like my favorite line from Blazing Saddles, where he's like, "These are, uh, what is it? Like these are normal, you know, average salt of the earth people." You know, morons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, I, I don't know if he made that up, but he definitely, the line read was something new because you can see, um, what's his name, just break. Oh God. Like, he's yeah. just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, morons. <laughs> oh, is that, he says it to Cleavon yeah, Little, right? Yeah, Cleavon Little is just like, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I think they have to cut away from him because he's just like, oh no. It's such a It's great such line. a good... He's amazing. Such a line. There's another line read that um, Madeline Kahn d- does, and I didn't write it all down, um, which is a shame. But is, is your room down the hall in case I get frightened during the oh. night? I think it's the line. But her line read is just, I mean, her line reads and everything are just excellent. Yeah. And just the, all the, like, I wonder if she chose the songs Probably. that she sang in each bit because, like, they're Why is she so singing so that? Arbitrary. Yeah. Like, so da, 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 exactly. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And the way she's she's not even brushing her hair. She's taking the back of the brush and going right. like this. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So that actually reminded me, it's I'm so sure it wasn't a deliberate thing, but there's this really crazy Louis Bunuel movie called Exterminating Angel that I saw recently where they all it, it's like all these really rich people get trapped at a party and no one knows why they can't leave they all just like get stuck in this room and no one can go like the doors aren't closed they just like 
can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very surreal Boonwell kind of movie. Um, but there's this one woman who's constantly brushing her hair and she's brushing it exactly <laughs> like that. And by the third act, someone's just like, stop it, please. You have to stop, brush it all the way, brush the rest of your hair. And it's, it's like exactly the same. And th- that movie's from like 1960 something. Mm-hmm. So I wonder mm-hmm. if Elbrook saw that movie and was like, Possibly. Yes. Or if Madeline saw Kahn saw that movie, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her choices are so good. Um, just... It's so, it's, that's all, every line, I mean, every Madeline Kahn, it, what is, um, I think one of my contenders for best line, because I mean, this is like the movie in a nutshell, but I don't think I'm actually going to choose this as best line, but the, and yet it's in your blood, it's in the blood of all the Frankensteins, it reaches the soul, when words are useless, your grandfather plays it, used to play it to use the creature he was making, and I mean, again, this is, Chloris, Chloris Leachman is so good incredible and that was a terrible line read on my part so jess if you want to find that clip please do but like when they're talking about the violin music because that the, the music yeah. calming him is a theme throughout the movie yeah. and that that particular melody is like in your soul and they use that to track him later they use that to like bring him back and that so that's a contender i am again going to cheat with my best line as i always do um and choose a best scene oh. because this is to me the movie in a nutshell, or it's putting yes. on the Ritz. Yes. Ugh. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Gene Wilder came up with this, and Mel Brooks oh. didn't like it. He <gasps> really? thought it was really? way too goofy. He thought it wasn't he just thought it was too on the nose silly, I guess. And Gene Wilder said yeah. that he argued and argued and argued. And Mel- and like, he's like, honestly, for 20 minutes. And, and and then Mel just said, okay, we'll do it. And Fine. and he was like, wait, what did and I say? Like, we'll like what did I say? What, what made right. you change your mind? And he goes, well, if you can, like, if you weren't going to argue with me, then... It wasn't something that would work, but if you actually believe that it would be funny, then and you can argue oh, for just it, a lot of faith then I believe that it's at least like right enough to try. So, and it's iconic. That's so sweet. He really has a lot of faith in yeah, his collaborators. I remember hearing the story really about uh, he produced the Elephant Man for David Lynch, hmm. um, and he Which and like. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was like a huge, you know, a huge step up in David Lynch's career. Yeah. And David Lynch had his previous movie was Eraserhead, which is very, very, very different from The Elephant Man. It's for most people, I think, hard to watch. It's very experimental. It's really abstract. And I think he, The Elephant Man is hard to watch for most people, too. And that's a lot more palatable. <laughs> Um, but David Lynch had made Eraserhead and was up for this job, I guess. I, I don't really know the circumstances, but like what exactly was on the line, but Mel Brooks was watching Eraserhead and he was like in a private screening room on the lot watching Eraserhead and David Lynch was just waiting outside, <laughs> terrified, like pissing his pants, just waiting for him to, to see what Mel Brooks thought. And he was just like, he's going to hate it. It's the weirdest fucking movie. This is Mel Brooks. He's not going to get what I was doing. Like, he's not going to like it. He, I'm just going to be humiliated. And Mel Brooks came out afterwards and was like, David, you crazy bastard, come here. And like, he gave him a big hug and was like, you can do whatever you want. You're fun. And he was just like, oh my God. It was, 
really apparently very yeah. very nerve-wracking but he was just like he let me just he completely trusted me with yeah. everything i wanted to do and david lynch is a fucking weird yeah filmmaker yeah he is um, <laughs> yeah but i think when mel brooks is like you know what you're doing he just really trusts people yeah. it's really sweet i actually know his assistant uh who has been his assistant for uh, like 15 years now or something wow. and she absolutely loves him and he's apparently just like the sweetest most um collaborative fun like really wants to support everybody else and what they're trying Mm -hmm. to do and the sad thing that i heard about him was that up until carl reiner died they basically ate ice cream and watched movies together every single night like they would just eat pints of ice cream and watch old movies and that was like their friendship um because he was you know lonely after Anne Bancroft died Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's like everything i you know mel brooks (laughs) just the two of them eating their pints yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Anyway, going back to, I did not know that about um, putting on the putting on the scene, but that is so. That's I mean, so, that's so funny that Gene Wilder did because to me, it's like, I oh, it. the the nod to Broadway, yeah. the nod to Vaudeville, is Mel yeah. Brooks. Yeah, like that is so Mel Brooks. Yeah. I mean, look, producers, the which was before this, and then you have Blazing Saddles has the nod to entertainment in it too. Definitely, History of the World yeah. does to be or not to be is all about the theater. It's just all like so many of his movies have that nod. And so this scene to me is like, like, I just think it's the best so scene in the movie. Iconic. It's also it's had, absolutely it. iconic. It also did have a contender for my worst line too, which is when he says, um, when like they come, when he comes out with, when the monster comes out um, and he goes, we are not children here. We are scientists. I assure you, there is nothing to fear. And I just, there's something about. It's a little hokey and weird. It's a little hokey. It's a little on the nose. It's a little like, yeah. okay, but like children, like, I just really don't like anything that like equates children, like in a negative way. Like yeah. whenever anybody's like, oh, he's being such a child. And it's like, well, A, children, their brains aren't children. fully formed yet. Yeah. And so like, they don't right. know. And B, yeah. like often children have much more are much more emotionally intelligent yeah. than adults because yeah. they like, no, have not true. been So like, I, I don't think I ever actually said my worst line. I, that is what I was going to go with for my worst line. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Also, that scientist remark really stuck out to me because there's like half the audience is actually like women in in like formal right. wear. And I'm like, no, they're not scientists they're not at scientists. this point in time. They're the wives of They're the wives, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, there's, there's just some high society people there who were like, get me a ticket. I don't care what it is. Because that was a thing. Like, you could go, yeah. you didn't have to be a surgeon to go watch a surgery. You could just pay a bunch of money no, and sit there. I would totally the have been theater. fucking doing it was that. Literally I been like, called, absolutely. They're going to open that yeah, guy up. I'm going. I'm going to the surgical just theater. The surgical theater, yeah. right? Yeah. And you bought tickets for it. Love that. I mean, the setting, the time setting of this is not too long after when we still have like carnival freak shows and stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, kind like, of, it's a similar ooh, attraction. Ooh. There yeah. was a line at the end totally. of putting on the Ritz after he's freaked out. We've had like the, the light. What happens exactly? There's fire. It just blows. The light okay. just blows. And he's freaking out. And this is such a theater thing. I just loved this. And he's like, I beg of you for safety's sake, don't humiliate him. Don't humiliate him. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I love like, that I too. I wish somebody would scream that when I was screwing up on stage. <laughs> I know. For <laughs> safety's sake, don't humiliate him. 
<laughs> instead of screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're talking so much about I know, I know. Days, instead of screaming, there's a moo! There's a moo! And then Melanie cries. Uh, I also Aww. played a cow. I played the weirdest, I played a cow, I played an egg, I played a gingerbread cookie, I played so That's many strange. weird That's things. Strange. In my life. A bat. I played a bat. A bat. Um, as in the, the animal, not the baseball um, implement. Um, the, the other thing I wrote down about, there's nothing that makes me happier than a well-executed tap. Yes, and it's break. good. A well-executed tap break. The cane? It is. The, the, um, oh, totally, yeah. It's so good. The step together, step cane. Boom, 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 the, boom. Yeah. It's good. The wings. Yes! Peter Boyle. Single. Wings. Single wings. Um, he I think he did wings? a single wing. I, mean, I don't know. We couldn't mm-mm. see his feet as well, but they're definitely wings. Mm. But it sounded like a single wing. There's no way that that there's no way that a man of that heft is getting the deafness to go like, with his <laughs> with that with the. I mean, I don't think like he is not. We have seen throughout this movie that he is not a light right person. He he's a little quaddy. You think he has the dexterity yeah. of his foot to go? I think whether or not that happened in the real world, but I think we're supposed to believe that those were some single wings, maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's how amazing Frankenstein is. That he could teach a monster single wing. single wing. That's what a genius he I, is. I just, uh, I, that scene it's just so gets good. me. It's it is just, so good. It, it is, it is one of those scenes that in no matter what film you're watching, what genre, what era we're in, it is one of those that probably should be on like top lists of oh, comedy yeah. forever. Yeah. Because it's just, it is just a work of genius because it also goes to that, like, Oh, I think this is funny. Other people will too. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. Like, I mean, to your point <laughs> about him, Mel Brooks being like, no, it shouldn't be there. There's no reason right. for yeah. putting on the Ritz and a monster singing to be in a movie. And it is. It's perfect. Iconic. It's perfect. It is a perfect. Yeah. And to me, like that is the, like that is the scene I think of when I think about this movie is putting on the Ritz. It's the scene everybody thinks of. It's why there's a musical based on this movie. And I think it's, it's like, yeah, I saw it because Mel Brooks' assistant is, is our friend and she got us his tickets for the West End version of it, the British um, mm-hmm. production. And it's it's fun. It just, it takes every line that we've talked about, all our favorite lines, and turns them into musical numbers and kind of plays them out a little longer than yeah. they need to be played. Yeah. It's still fun because it's just like, hey, remember your top 10 favorite lines from this movie? Do you want to hear them like 15 or 20 more times? <laughs> um, and part, it's it's part of the song. It's not as good as the and, like, sure. No, no, uh, no, definitely it's not. not. As I don't think the producers. Yeah. Producers also lends itself better. No. Anyway, I just looked it up. I just right. looked it up, and Gene Wilder said that Mel Brooks called it frivolous. It's crazy. <laughs> Are you crazy? I mean, certainly, it's frivolous. And I think that's sort of like exactly what we're talking about with the musical. Like, you take a Broadway musical, and the whole thing is sort of frivolous if you do it right. And right. so, and so that doesn't like it works because it is this massive juxtaposition in that movie. If the whole thing is that, then the whole feel of the the material is different. It doesn't play out the same. It doesn't feel the same. Totally. Yeah. I mean, this movie 
it doesn't take itself seriously. It is camp. It's all, I mean, it's, it's a spoof. So it's not, I mean, it doesn't, it is taking it. It's like not taking it, itself seriously, but it is taking itself seriously. And so they took, like, it has, I, I feel like they took the, the job of very meticulously following the old universal monster movies very seriously that that part is taken very seriously it it adheres to that structure very carefully yeah and the actors all take it with the exception of marty feldman the actors will take it very seriously because gene wilder is playing it as straight as possible yeah it's funny Mm -hmm. he has this he's playing it as straight as possible the line when he says we've got to look normal and the collar his little like shirt collar pops First and he person. goes, all of it's us so have got to behave normally. I just loved it because he is so straight it's really and good. it's just, everything's falling apart. Everything's reaching like this hysterical climax and he's just so good. He's so good. Yeah. Well, and then that's where that scene just is so good because it's like, well, and the charade stuff, it's where those set piece comic moments work so well is because everything else is taken so seriously yeah. and like it is that monster movie and everything is so like so specific like so supposed to be that and then you have those big blowout comedy moments that are just like yep that's that's why this is brilliant because it yep. is who would have thought of doing that who would have thought of of having this how would, who would have thought have seen frau blucher <laughs> And a horse neigh ever every single time. Like, what it's idea just was that? So good. I, that, yeah. I mean, like, I, like I just, I mean, this is a, a, a film script, and I'm sure there's punch ups on sets. But like, I just want to know, like, what's the writer's room? Like, I mean, I just want to know, like, what the, the, the like sitting with those sitting with those comedians, just being like, this is the process, or like having then like just getting to watch M- Madeline Kahn just go make. Yeah, she she was just singing whatever she wanted. There's no way somebody was like, sing this song. No, she was just goofing around. (laughs) I bet a lot of people broke on that set. Mm. Yeah. Um, There's probably a lot of really fun bloopers somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there are. This is, you know, before special features and all that. But I I just, like, there's, this is a classic for a reason. I think this is like, you know, I we've talked about like which Mel Brooks movies we have we watched first, and I think the first one I saw was Spaceballs, which makes sense. But I think Absolutely. this mm, or the producers, it was either Spaceballs or the original producers, and then I saw this right. shortly I after. This was my third one. Um, I have made the mistake of um, introducing people to Mel Brooks through Blazing Saddles, which you need to ramp up to. Yeah, you need some. I some saw Blazing Saddles uh, preparation for right that. after. You need to to know that it's sapphire and some context. Or or no. Um, Yes, totally. Yeah. I think I went Spaceballs, Men in Tights, Young Frankenstein, History of the World, Blazing Saddles. You saw History of the World? Young Frankenstein was definitely my first. Yeah. I did. Hmm. I I don't know why. was young enough when I saw Young Frankenstein that I thought it was black and white because it had to be black and white because it was from the <laughs> first or something. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. definitely was too. I had no concept of how old it was. I had the same thing with Mary Poppins. The first time I saw Mary Poppins, I, or like, you know, I watched it all the time as a child. I was like, this both takes place and was shot and produced in 1910. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I just, 
I loved watching this. I loved getting to revisit it. And I'm Diana. I'm so, so glad that you joined us for it. And it's so great to have your con have your like knowledge of the of <laughs> monster movies and all of this and your insight into as a part of this. And definitely have to have you back for Dracula because that I haven't seen it. That oh, I great. will. Um, I will maybe be there. We'll do, like, an- Young Frankenstein is amazing. I I mean honestly, yeah. Just rewatching it with Nessie was so good. Oh, yes. I know. Oh I, my well, gosh, she's yeah. so. This is Nessie. She's named after the Loch Ness Monster. That's how big a fan we are of monsters in this house. (laughs) I'll bring her over there. Um, She is very, very friendly. And she, seriously, when we were watching the movie, and it was like, this is a good boy. This is a mother's angel. She was like, hmm. (laughs) That's that's when I am happy, when my mommy says that. Yeah, she's a very smiley girl. I'm like, but no, I'm like so disoriented. We've been all over the place. We had our intermission. Like we've we've gone over every almost like 95% of the amazing lines in this movie. What was Diana's? What was your best line? Totally forget. Did we do it? um, I'm not sure we did. I don't know. I, it's really, really hard. I have like five. I tried to land on one. I think putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. It has to be putting on the yeah. Ritz. It has to. I, my, my personal favorite is, is this is a mother's angel yes, because I love great angel. That whole, yeah. that whole it's just succession like how, of it's, it gets. And it's like it, such a know. perfect encapsulation of like why why people love monsters because it's like but what if it was my monster what if it was just nessie and it was just a sweetie oh right my nessie? God. Yeah. oh my oh, god she's sleepy she's taking her little midday nap she's a very luxurious life uh yeah so i think that's my personal favorite but the best line is putting on it the wrist it really is it's, thanks gene just, wilder although Thank you, One sneak attack that we did not discuss that might be my other, like maybe my number three, is when Marty Feldman is trying to, Igor is trying to cheer Gene Wilder up. And he's like, it reminds me of what my father yes. used to say during times like this. And he's like, what What did he used to say? And he's like, what are you doing in the bathroom all day and night? Why don't you get out of that? Give somebody else a chance. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, so good. Yeah, there's just like I, something so perfect about that and it sounds like something marty feldman's dad actually might yes. have said exactly get out of the bathroom all day and night get out of that get I, else I hinted at get it out. earlier but we didn't go through the exact progression and i love this progression because i think what i really like about this movie like when we boil things down to the essence of the movie and there really is this essence of the it, it's a rule of three but with people and we have mm. a lot of we have a lot of like uh, Frederick Inga Igor and they'll just do yeah. this like boom 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 and I think the one that really yeah, like there's... encapsulated that whole dynamic is is the dick joke as the minuteness of the parts formed a great hindrance to my speed I resolved therefore to make the creature of a gigantic stature of course that would simplify everything in other words his veins his feet, his hands, his organs would all have to be increased in size. Exactly. He would have an enormous Schwanstucker. That goes without saying. Oof. He's going to be very popular. <laughs> like, so conversational, so, so funny, 
the delivery on everyone's part is delivery. Yes. Yeah, well, that, that goes, goes without saying. Like, well, obvious. <laughs> I mean, and that's like, right. Gene Wilder said, like, has that, he has that line read for everything until he's manic and doesn't. Yeah. And it's just yeah. that. So, Which makes so it good. so much better when he is just hysterical. Losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Totally. What is I, the implication uh, at the end, though? So, so they say you gave him part of your your wonderful brain, but what did you get in return? Is the implication, is the implication that, that it's his, his dick, dick yes. got bigger, or just that they yes, just, it is? Yeah, that's what yeah. I always thought, yeah. but it's like that's not physical. That's not scientifically well, possible. unless they literally transplanted it. <laughs> but they didn't it. do that. They but didn't they do that because then she would know because she would have done it because she's the lab assistant. <laughs> And also, Madeline Kahn would be pissed. Right. Madeline Kahn would be disappointed. Yeah. Right. So I think, like, the yeah. actual thing is more that he got, like, mojo. The, like, the libido, Some kind of, like, this yeah. carnal prowess or something. But, but right. the implication right. yeah, is that he got the actual dick. That he got his dick. Yeah. That's definitely. <laughs> I just want to um, point out that you're trying to rationalize the science of this movie. Science of Young Frankenstein. I love the idea of having like a, a an a, you know how like Kip Thorne, the astrophysicist who did like the science consult, consulting for Interstellar. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of releasing a book that's like the Young science of Young Frankenstein. Hearts and kidneys are tinker <laughs> how they toys. transplanted the dick. Hearts and kidneys <laughs> are. I'm are talking are. about Schwanstickers. I'm talking about the nervous system. The well, actually, system. you know, to that point, like it, it wouldn't necessarily grow, but the the nervous system part of it would there you go maybe if you had some sort of vascular change to your like yeah (laughs) if more blood rushes to it maybe you can use it longer maybe it gets a little bigger i don't know yeah i guess it's a libido thing i think yeah i think so too but i love the implication (laughs) of it it's just uh just and then just at the end too where peter boyle is just like with his glasses, uh, in yeah, that newspaper yeah. in bed with Madeline Kahn, the full, where she's fully bright of Frankenstein now, and it's just, as I said, with that, it's like I just knew when when Jessica was, as I said when we started this, when Jessica was like, "Do you have any for Young Frankenstein?" I was like, "Oh, do I?" Um, I'm so glad that this worked out, Diana. Huge fan. Do you have anything? Can people? People want to find out more about you, your your work. We obviously have your bio. Where can people, if you would like them to, um, find out? Do you have anything to plug? I, I'll pu- update my website someday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you can follow me on, on Instagram. It's I think it's Dianosaurus Rose. Um, I have a bunch of stuff in development right now, but it is not moving very quickly because we're on strike. Yeah. So we're, I'm actually not really working on anything i'm going to the picket line every day um and you know if it's if we're still on strike when this episode comes out we could certainly use everybody's support if you want to come out and march it's really fun and uh i think we're gonna kick the studio's asses that's that's the plan good guys so, do it firmly yeah. believe that that is that's what i feel <laughs> like the momentum feels like i feel like you know that is yeah. that is my hope i'm all for the i mean i'm a newsies fan um <laughs> I I think it's actually going really well. The the morale out there is high. Everybody's feeling good Mm -hmm. about it. So, you know, you can't really make anything without the writers. Um, I guess that just leaves us to say, um, make sure to follow Best Line, Worst Line. Um, 
Ooh. on Instagram. It's at Best Line Worst Line. Download and subscribe to Best Line Worst Line anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us. We yes. love to see some good reviews. Make sure that um, you vote for all of our Mel Brooks episodes. You'll be voting on your your best line and Ooh. your worst line. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll have the best lines of all of us pitted against each other. Mm. Yeah. Uh-oh. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. fellow do you know that people laugh at you people hate you but why do they hate you because they are jealous